Hi, I'm Denise Simpson, a master life and leadership coach who helps women step into their authentic and feminine power so they can lead like visionaries, influence with grace, and create a legacy of contribution and service. You'll hear about real leadership clients with real problems, navigating their success in life, business, and career. If you're ready to become a masterful leader, then this podcast was made for you. So let's get started. Hey, welcome, my friend. I'm so happy you're here. I hope all is well with you. I hope that as you are listening to this episode, you are inspired to take action, that you feel emboldened or empowered to move forward in the direction that you want to go in. That is my hope for every episode. But for this one, this one feels a little different to me. I'm coming to you with a very different mindset, a very different energy or state of being. And I want to share with you that I am in the process of becoming someone that I've never knew was possible to become. As I'm working in my business, as I'm creating content as I'm I'm creating this body of work in the book that I'm writing right now called Sovereignty uh, on Sovereign Leadership, which I offer a program for my uh, women leaders. I have been stepping into a new identity, a new belief and neurology that I that I have to become on my way to achieving that new identity. So I'm becoming this new person. I'm not that person yet. That won't happen until I have completed or accomplished this particular task around this new identity that I'm creating for myself. And I come to you with this energy of excitement because I am seeing the shifts. I'm seeing the changes. My neurology has has disrupted. Uh, there has been some discomfort. There has been some nervous excitement as I am doing the thought work and taking the action from the emotions that are coming from the thought work. And so I want to share a little bit of what I'm learning as I am becoming a writer, a published author, someone who is going to submit a book proposal to dozens and dozens of publishing houses. I am becoming something that I have never uh, done before, right? Becoming someone that, that I didn't know I was capable of becoming. And, you know, this is what we do in coaching, essentially. You know, when I work with my leaders, we we look at where they are, the state of being that they are currently in, the state of being, meaning homeostasis, meaning status quo, meaning she's right here right now in her current life. She's created these current results. She has this current set of beliefs and habits and emotions that she that she operates from. So she's here currently. It's her current state of being. 
And so when she comes to me, she is questioning some of her results. She is questioning the negative emotions that she's feeling. She's questioning some beliefs that are impeding her progress, either in her personal life or in her leadership life. And so she's coming to me at status quo, and she is saying, there's got to be something better. I know there's something more. Or this doesn't feel right. I'm tired of feeling this way. What can I do differently? So she's already very curious, right? She says, this is current life, my current circumstances. This is what I have created. Some things I'm very fulfilled in and some things I'm not. And she starts getting curious about the possibilities of more, of difference, of change, maybe happiness, maybe a financial gain, maybe a marriage, maybe even a divorce. So she's looking at possibilities, which then prompts her to seek help. She says, you know, I've gotten this far. And what has gotten me this far is not going to get me to the next level. Right? And, And that is so important to understand. It's the curiosity of possibilities that bring clients to me. They get curious. They get excited. And they know they need some help. And that's okay. They're okay with asking for help. So there's a few things there that have to happen before you actually make a call or respond to an offer that I'm, I'm providing you with and getting on, on a Zoom call with me. So many things have to happen before that. But here's the state of being that you are currently at. And we can always look at all areas of your life, right? But that's, that's, that's always on the table your health and wellness, your personal finances, your personal growth, your spirituality or your religion, or your self-care or your intimacy, and of course, your career. So all these areas of our lives affect how we show up in the organization. It affects how we lead our people because how you lead yourself is how you're leading others. And if you're thinking, well, I'm a different person at work, Denise, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Listen, my friend, you take your brain and your heart everywhere you go. So I guarantee you (laughs) how you're leading yourself in your personal life is how you're leading your followers. So be open to this idea of investigating, of getting curious, of putting your brain under the microscope and just taking a look. How is this true? How is, how is it true that because I'm not meeting my health and wellness goals, I'm leading in a very undisciplined, perhaps unsatisfactory way in my organization? How is it that, you know, I don't have a great intimate relationship with my spouse or my partner and how that's affecting me here in my personal life? How is that keeping me from growing compassion for my followers? providing a sacred, intimate space for them to share with me their concerns and their problems. How is that affecting the way I'm showing up as a leader, right? How about personal finances? If you are unsatisfied in this particular area and an employee comes to you asking for a salary raise, how is you not feeling satisfied in your own personal finances? How is that going to affect whether you promote her 
whether you cheer her on or support her as she is asking for this raise. Start looking at how your personal life is affecting your leadership life. Always important to do that. But first things first, the state of being that you are in currently. Start looking around, my friend. What is status quo? What is it that you say, oh, that's a tomorrow problem? Yeah, I'll deal with that next week. Is it your health and wellness? Is it starting that nutritional plan? Is it starting that exercise plan? Or is it your finances, handling your debt? Oh, that's just a tomorrow problem. You know what? Debt's going to be there and I don't want to deal with it. And it's just too emotional for me to, to, to handle. That's a next week problem. What have you been pushing off to the following week, which then turns into a month, which then turns into months, which then eventually turns into years? What are you pushing off? That's your status quo. These are habits that you've created. This is homeostasis for you, my friend. So if you're telling me, but Denise, my status quo is actually pretty great. Homeostasis is pretty balanced. I'm, I'm okay in this area. Fantastic. If you want more for yourself or, or for a relationship or for your body or for your personal finances, that's where we need to get curious as to what is possible for you to strive for. But if you're telling me status quo is perfect, thank you very much. I don't need to focus any attention on that particular area. Fantastic. It's those areas, my friend, that are causing so much suffering, so much pain. And if you're saying, well, you know, it's not that painful, but it's very uncomfortable. And, you know, I've, I've dealt with it for 10 years and, you know, I don't see the point in working on this. Well, my friend, I see the point on working in every area of your life so that you can reach that optimal level of fulfillment. I don't know about you, but this is the one lifetime I have, and it is important for me to do what I can because I have the tools and also because I, I'm worthy of having a fulfilling life. And I have to do some work in certain areas of my life so that I can reach fulfillment, so that status quo now becomes a totally different level. My homeostasis is now at a, a whole other level than it was before. You are worthy. You are worth doing this work. But you, my friend, you need to get curious and you need to see the possibilities for yourself. And that's what I can do and help you through coaching. So the state of being that you're in right now versus the state of becoming. So the state of becoming is where I am right now. I'm kind of in limbo. It's like this temporary place that I'm at. Like I'm, I'm in the middle almost of who I was and who I'm becoming. Like I'm about 50% there. And, and you're going to start seeing for yourself as you are in full awareness of where you are now, the state of being, your current state of being versus who you want to become. And then you can start moving on this ladder. And then you, you look back sometimes and go, whoa, I've come so far. Or wow, I still have a long way to go, actually. This is like truly the gap between these two states. It's like, okay, I'm taking one area of my life and it is my career. And I'm looking at where I was just a few months ago, right? That was, that was status quo back then. 
right? That's the level I was living at. And there were a lot of beliefs that I had to unravel. There was a lot of conditioning that I had to unlearn. There were things that I remember being told as a child, like women don't accomplish much. They have to be in the home. All they're, 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 put on this earth to do is to raise the children, have the children, raise the children and and take care of the home, right? And that's my culture. That was my subculture. So I don't want to generalize all Mexican-American families, but in my subculture, that was typical. It's what we saw. And then mom came along and said, actually, not really. So there was these contradictions in, in my beliefs. And so I had to unlearn a lot of those things because at that current status quo, at that current state of being, I was not striving for more. I had I had settled into being a coach, being a consultant, you know, loving this, which I absolutely love. But I I I felt there was this nudge. There was something moving me forward and saying, actually, there's something more you could do. And I had to ask myself, what could that be? Write a book. You mean become a published author? and publish my book in a major publishing house? Like what? This is a possibility? Well, sure. Many women have. Many Mexican-American women have. Many women of color have. So I was looking for evidence of it so that my brain could see, all right, pipe down brain. There are women out there who have done this, who have created amazing companies and businesses around a book, around their body of work around this valuable piece of, of, of content or a piece of work. You can do this too. And so I had to unlearn a lot of things and learn new things, meaning the beliefs. I had to believe differently of my capabilities, of my certainty, of my confidence. I had to believe different things at a different level than before. And so when I was at that state of being, I, I had to get curious and I had to ask myself, what are, what's possible here for me? There's a nudge. I know I, I want more. And it's not about deserving or being worthy of. That's clear. It's, it's the desire. And there's a little angst in that desire too. There was a little bit of, ooh, like, oh, let's go already. So it was a combination of desire and angst in the best way possible. And so at that state of being, I had to do a few things to move the needle, to help me move on this ladder because I needed to look into the future. And that future was a published author creating valuable content, creating value for this world that only I can do, the only way I can, with my own point of view, with my own personal experience, professional experiences, with my gifts, with my talents, with my knowledge, with my wisdom. There is a book that has been written by me and it is going to help so many women. And that's the vision, that's the future self that I am working towards. But the brain at times was saying, you know, Status quo is not that bad. You're kind of amazing already. Are you sure you need that book? Well, again, I had to answer my brain and it wasn't about worth. It wasn't about being worthy. It was about having a strong desire and and really getting curious about that desire and wanting something different. But the brain is so interesting. 
It will. And it is designed to keep you comfortable. It is designed to keep you safe. It is designed for you not to feel fear. The second you feel fear, it wants you to go numb out, suppress it, or distract yourself. So I had to do a lot of the the neurology work, the disrupting of neurology. First of all, giving myself permission that I could wander into the future, that I could visualize and be creative and fantasize and all the things that happen in the brain. I gave myself permission to go there. And once I got used to that new emotion, that emotion of desire and angst and excitement and like this, like, fuck yeah, let's go attitude, all that energy. Once I I started to normalize it in my nervous system, normalize it in my body, that's when I agreed to move forward with taking action towards that goal. So, So think about where you are right now, the current state of being, your homeostasis, the status quo, your current life. And pick maybe one area of your life. If it's if it's multiple areas of your life, I don't want your brain to get overwhelmed. Pick the one area of your life. What do you want to accomplish in this area? What do you want to change in this area? What is possible for you in this area? What are you desiring? What nudges are you receiving from God, from the universe, from source? What are you inspired to do right now in a particular area of your life? And And go into the future. You have permission, my friend, to go into the future. It's only in your mind, you know, you get creative, you get you get excited and you fantasize about what what could be, what are the possibilities. And you, my friend, are the only person that can create those possibilities. And it all starts in the mind. It all starts in a human's mind. I mean, that's if you think about what's been created in this world, mankind, man-made, it all started with that person's imagination, with that person's beliefs, with that person's creativity, with that person's inspiration. So start looking at what you want to create for yourself in your life. And who knows, maybe what you create actually transforms the world. I don't know, you could be the first to do it. I don't know, but it would be so fun to do it just because you can. You know, we have suppressed our desires far too long. We have put them on the shelf. We, we've said, we'll deal with that next week. And then it turns into months and then years, right? We have told ourselves that the kids come first, that that is priority right now. This is the season we're in and they're, they come first. And then a lot of us, you know, tell ourselves not until they're in high school. And then some of us say, well, not until they're out of the house. It's like, really? So we keep kicking the can of our desires down the road until the trash collector comes, picks it up, and then the desire's gone. It's extinguished. And then you realize, you go back into, the, into your past and you, you tell yourself, wow, I remember when I dreamt that and I really, really wanted to do that. And I really wanted to go and get my education for that. Or I really wanted to start my business. Or I really wanted to lose 100 pounds. Or I really wanted to divorce this fucker, right? Like, so all these things that you're thinking about, become regret, right? Sometimes resentment, sometimes bitterness, but it was your doing, my friend. So let's stop kicking the can down the road, yeah? Let's stop kicking that until next week or next year or years from now. Let's stop right here, right now and see for ourselves what is possible for us. 
And the brain's going to come up with all the reasons why you shouldn't. Okay. But we're going to tell that brain to pipe down. It's like, okay, brain, you've given me a lot to think about. You've given me a lot of negative things to contemplate, but I'm going to give my brain equal airtime on the positive things. So thank you. So pipe down. Now we're going to focus on what is possible and get excited from that state. So what is your current state of being and who are you wanting to become? What is that future self that you want to become? So there's that gap, right? Where you are right now and, and who you want to become, right? And so for me, I'm in that limbo stage. I'm in that that like purgatory, it feels like. It's like, oh, there's so much still unraveling, right? Unlearning the things. But I get to look back often, daily maybe. I look back, I'm like, wow, look how far I've come. And I've said this many times, I'm not the same person I was a few weeks ago. I'm constantly moving the needle, always approaching life with curiosity, always looking at what is possible for myself, for my family, for my my clients. I'm always looking at well, what if we dream a little bigger? Wow, what, what would that look like? My goodness, what results could we create? What's the legacy we're going to create? The ripple effects and generations to come that we could create because we made a decision to stop kicking that damn can down the road, right? What can we create from where we're at today? Well, my answer is everything and anything you want. But that gap, that gap where you are now and who you want to become, That's the gap we need to mind, my friend. We have to mind the gap because here is where a lot of people fall off the radar. They give up on their dreams. They give up on becoming this new version of themselves because it will require conscious attention. You will have to discipline your mind because the brain is on default. It automates everything. Automates your thinking, automates your habits, automates your emotions, your actions, my goodness, everything's on autopilot. So if your current state of being, right, status quo, was created by your automated thinking, automated beliefs, your your default brain, don't you think it's time then to look at what we can do differently? Because if you want something different in your life, you're going to have to do something different, my friend, right? We do not want to keep creating what we've been creating. We want to create something new. So that is going to require a few things. So I have a few ideas for you. And these are the things that I'm currently doing. I highly recommend you follow this. I highly recommend you get the help that you need. I'm here for you every step of the way. So here is how you can manage your mind on your way to becoming this new version of yourself, right? Who you want to become. Is it a published author? Is it a a graduate student? Is it someone in a relationship? Is it someone becoming a mother? Is it someone becoming a lawyer? Who are you wanting to become? That's the state of becoming that we are talking about and the gap, the gap between where you are now and your journey to becoming that person. So here are a few things that I want for you to consider. Number one, it takes time. I know I have to like slow down as I say that because mm, that's been my biggest lesson in this whole process of becoming because things, school especially has been very, very natural, organic and not always easy, but 
you know, I, I loved that challenge. I, by the time I was in, in the PhD program, I had already trained my brain to handle challenge and to handle failure and to handle the imposter syndrome. There were so many things that I, you know, was still learning at every level, but my nervous system was adjusted, has, had been adjusted to it. So I, I've always put myself in very, um, interesting situations where I get to challenge my neurology, I get to stretch the boundaries of my brain and my beliefs especially. And so that is something that I've programmed my body to doing. But at every level of success, there's there's different versions of that discomfort, I have to tell you. And so that first thing I said, it takes time. Please know that it takes time. It is worth the journey and it is worth taking your time in creating this next foundation for this next level of identity that you are becoming. So it takes time. Do not rush the process. Trust it. Do the work to identify what you want to become, who you want to become, and know that the journey is going to be long. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint, my friend. For those of you who like sprinting, good for you, but this is a process that is not going to allow for sprinting to take place. If you want to change your neurology, that takes time to create new neuropathways, to create new habits, new ways of thinking, new emotional loops, emotional habits, even your actions. There's there's so much that has to happen in the in the brain itself and that takes time. So number 1, it takes time. Number 2, it feels like shit. It is the most discomfort I have ever felt. The bigger the becoming I want to I want to become, <laughs> the bigger the goal, the more discomfort. I have to tell you. Uh, you know, I've done some great shit in my life, but this is the by far the most uncomfortable because of of the gravity of this goal, of who I'm I'm wanting to become because again, my brain has has no nowhere to retrieve from the past to draw any parallels. It 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 cannot take the evidence from my past because I've I've never created a goal like this before. I've created some major things in my life. Fantastic. Okay. I've got the persistence. I got the resi- the resiliency. I have handled a way to, to manage resistance. But this goal, my brain has never seen before. So it has come up with a whole lot of reasons why it's not worth it. And I call bullshit on it. And so I want for you to understand it feels uncomfortable. And it may feel uncomfortable all the way to the end. And that's okay because you will have the tools to manage the discomfort. Okay, number three, stay conscious, meaning be careful with the default brain. It's going to want to revert back to what's been automated, what you've created before. It's It wants to stay in the cave. It wants for you to hide. It doesn't want for you to be seen. It wants for you to entertain the idea of fraudulence, of being an imposter. It's going to want to entertain the idea of fear, of being judged, of being ridiculed. It may even entertain the idea that you're not worthy and that you're not enough to do this, that you need more credentials to do it. Let me tell you, my brain presented all that crap to me. So stay conscious, stay on top of it. And you can tell yourself, that's all right, brain. Again, you gave me a lot of negative things to contemplate, but now I'm going to give myself 
some positive things to contemplate. So thank you. Let's just put that on the shelf for just a little bit because I have some really exciting things I want to contemplate here. So stay conscious. That's what I mean. Stick to your your prefrontal cortex, your decision-making part of your brain, instead of the default brain that is driven by wanting you to stay safe. All right. Number four, be responsible for your emotions. Be responsible for the actions that you take from these emotions. Just be responsible. This is adulting. This is what we do as adults. We take emotional responsibility. So as you're going on this journey, and again, you're minding the gap, you're between where you are today and where you want to be at every stage, at every milestone, make sure you're taking responsibility for the emotions that you are feeling and the actions you're taking from those emotions. Listen, it feels like shit. It will be uncomfortable. You let the urge or that emotion process in your body. About 90 seconds is all it takes. It's really your thinking and looping and ruminating that keeps the emotion stuck in your body. So let it process. Let it just go through your body. You're going to feel it somewhere. A feeling is a physiological response to an emotion. You're going to feel it somewhere in your body and just take responsibility for it. And that just looks like, okay, I'm going to sit here with it. I'm feeling some kind of fear right now. Maybe it's a little bit of fear of being seen, being heard. And when I'm seen and heard, maybe I fear being judged and rejected even. So, okay, so here are some emotions that are coming up. Wow, like this is interesting. Okay, well, this could be a transient thought that I choose to have, or I can ruminate over it. What do I choose at this moment? Well, you know, I have some really important things to do today. I'm just going to let this be transient and let it move through my brain and let the emotion or the feeling move through my body. That's it. And you let it go. You become responsible for what you're feeling. Because if you don't, you take action or inaction from that emotion of fear, which is going to set us back even further. We're not going to take action forward. We're not going to take steps forward because we're not taking responsibility for what's happening in that moment. So my friend, stay conscious. Remember, that was that was number three. <laughs> but number four, be responsible for your emotions. And the last thing, my friend, is recommit at every stage on this journey. Recommit to yourself. Remember why you were compelled to do this. Go back into your brain, into your mind's eye and visualize that future self that you are becoming. Conjure up those beliefs and those emotions. And when you are in a state of becoming, it's an energetic state in your body and you take action forward. Yes, it is so delicious to recommit. And I do this every day. I have to go back and recommit because, yo, life is interesting right now. You know, I got a husband in Ukraine right now helping refugees. So like my brain wants to go into, let's just binge eat and Netflix and forget all my clients and forget about, you know, my organizations that I'm serving right now. Let's just forget about all that. Yeah, right. I have very important things to do. And I'm not going to let my default brain control my life anymore. Status quo was so uncomfortable for me. That desire that was nudging to come through, that was wanting to be seen and to be exposed, I 
I needed to give it airtime. I needed to let it see the light of day. And I had to do that intentionally and deliberately. So my friend, you can do this too. Again, the state of being where you are today versus the state of becoming. (laughs) Who do you want to become? In what area of your life are you choosing this in? And again, those steps that I shared with you, number one, it takes time. Have some grace and reverence for yourself, my friend. Number two, it feels like shit. It's very uncomfortable. Expect it. Don't suppress it. Don't tell yourself it should be easy. No, it's not easy. It's, it's uncomfortable. Number three, stay conscious. Careful with that default brain. It's going to want to keep you safe. Number four, take emotional responsibility. Okay, Be responsible for managing your thoughts, managing your emotions, and the actions you take from those emotions. Let them be transient. If it's, if it's something that is like a belief that is just stuck in your neurology and it is tightly wound in your neurology, I can help you unravel that. That's for sure. And then number five, recommit every day if you have to. It's worth the journey, my friend. This is worth the journey. You are worthy. That's not even a question that we need to contemplate. But I just want to remind you, you are enough where you're at today and you have great desire. And those desires deserve to see the light of day. They deserve to be entertained and you deserve to do whatever it is that you want in becoming this new version of yourself. All right. Can't wait to hear from you. Let me know what your thoughts are. DM me over on IG at Dr. Denise Simpson. Thanks for your time. I'll see you next week. Bye for now. Hey, before you go, I have a special gift to share with you. It is my exclusive guide on the 15 values of a masterful leader. That's right. These values are what drive every decision you make. They motivate every action you take as a leader. So don't leave this to chance. You got to know what 15 values masterful leaders use to develop their influence, inspire their followers and impact their organizations. So head over to my show notes, grab this exclusive guide ASAP. It'll be delivered in your email box as soon as possible. I'll see you inside.